Hello and welcome to a new, brand new episode of Left Back on the Bench podcast. As always, I am your host, Lucas Uhatch, and also I am joined by my incredible co-host, Charlie Bossman Cullen. Yes, yes, yes. What's good? What is good, bro? What is good? You enjoying your Sunday? Yeah, man. Just chilling. Ah. Uh. I'll bid the bullet, shave my head. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's done this now. I do because what I've been running and stuff, man. Like it's it's so thick and like, I just when I'm sweat like start sweating and that like it's just it's horrible like with my fringe and shit. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go short while I'm just exercising, and then by the time like everything gets back to normal, I can get a proper trim and just have it like be a bit more manageable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the worst look, you know what I mean? Nah, see, so you, you sent it to the to us. On the WhatsApp group, and yeah, it could, look, could have gone worse. As I said, it, it doesn't look bad. I, I bit the bullet ages ago, so I need really another trim, anyways. But that's it. Anyways, on this episode of Left Back on the Bench, um, me and Charlie, well, as football is slowly returning, we need more topics for the podcast, and I don't really steal this one. Um, I just, I see it on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook all the time and I see it, I see a video the other day, um, on HITC7's, um, YouTube, go and check him out, he's a, he's a really good YouTuber, uh, but he, he's done a start one, bench one, sell one and I've seen a load of other ideas, we've asked a few of our friends to give us an input in what they want to see on the podcast, so... This is a good topic to actually get all our friends involved and hopefully they'll listen to it. But anyways, shall we start off with... Right, this one's going to be a tricky one um, because we're basing them on their prime and their time in the Premier League and you were going to choose either Cristiano Ronaldo, Thierry Omri or Mohamed Salah. Charlie, the floor is yours. Who are you going to pick? So this is overall prime, not just like no, their just, Premier League just, prime. Just, just Premier League. We're basing off on their Premier oh. League because this would have been this would have been easy. Like as I said, I would have I would have said it's what Cristiano. Say, uh, see now, I go the I go the opposite. What in the in in the Premier League prime? No, or... no, 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 no. Well, if it was if it, if we're if we're saying Premier League prime, yeah, I'm saying oh, I'll probably start on three. Yeah, you'd start on Ray, yeah. I I a hundred percent agree with you. Um That's as I say, these are these are just our opinions. These are not start Henry because fact. let's be real, right? Before and after the Prem, Henri weren't the same player. Like before Prem he was sort of just like an alright up and coming youngster. Yeah. Prem under Wenger he hit his prime and then mm. by the time he left to go to Barcelona, like I don't think Barca ever worked out the way no, no. He I, wasn't the same player at that point. I totally, so I'm going to start yeah. him. Yeah, okay. I'd probably say... This is where it gets fucking tricky now. It is, it is. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying... I want to be like fair and not let my bias go into it, but... I'd probably say bench Ronaldo. Ooh, okay, okay. To me with Ronaldo, right? In the Prem, everyone's like, yeah, he never... He got better when he left, went to Madrid. That was when we saw, like, yeah. peak prime Ronaldo. But I'm thinking as a bench player... Yeah, at no. his age, when at his age, it's like, which is even less ridiculous if you have to say like you'd bench 
there'd be a lot of people who'd be defending Ronaldo's United career and say, bro, you wouldn't start him over Henri. I'm like, he weren't the best. No, no, he no. Good. The, the he premier... was fucking good, but he also played with a lot of good players and he was still young, developing. He, he developed more as he got, as he sort of left and like went to Madrid. And I'd, so I'd probably say that, and I'll see, I don't know that means I have to sell Salah, which is going to be a controversial yeah, one. No, I, I just said, um, for Salah is, I'm, I'm always really hot and cold on Salah. I don't think he's the best winger in that car in Liverpool team, personally. I think he's all right. He's, to me, with him, he's just, if it weren't for, he's a person to me, he has to be with the right teammates to actually play well. Yeah. Or like work well. He, mm. He'll still get you a bag of goals, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if you ain't got a Firmino to, to counteract his selfishness in the mid, in the, in the centre forward role, and having Mane as well on the left, I just think it like to give other options, I just think he's not. Yeah. He's no. still, don't get me wrong, he's still, he's still like fucking one of the best wingers in the Prem going. I just think his, mm. his overall like style of play. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, okay, yeah. Ronaldo was the same, to be fair, but it's it's uh, it's, it's a hard one. It's between mm. if I had to pick between them two, but I'd probably pick Ronaldo just because of his Premier League prime. He was still. It's yeah. almost like a what if scenario. scenario. Like I what would have happened did. had he stayed? Yeah, and well, I, I, this is the trickiest one I've had to do, really. Um, but I have to say. What tossed it up to me was, you got to remember, you look you, if you're looking at the Premier League years, you're looking at Salah at Chelsea as well, and Salah at Chelsea wasn't as good as Salah now. So, but he had time to develop, and with Ronaldo, Ronaldo started off poor at Man United, and then he become one of the best players. But you got to remember, Ronaldo won a Ballon d'Or at Man United. And it almost it. didn't. It was almost weird with Ronaldo because you didn't have anyone like hit the gate, hit like come like flying at the gates like him had, like he had. Like I think mean, now he like yeah, he was still he was still a raw talent, Ronaldo. And... Well, name a person I think as a teenager who was more like tricky and like yeah, but... would have been Rooney. Rooney yeah. would have been the only other one when he was like that sixteen-year-old kid at or seventeen-year-old kid at Everton just. Yeah, but, unplayable. But Ronaldo, you could tell, you watched Ronaldo at the start and Ronaldo was so raw that sometimes you just get pissed off with him ogging the ball and doing stepovers. But then he, then, then look what he's become now. But I'd have to choose. This is tricky. This is really tricky. I'm going to um, preempt it as well, right? Where I, I will say I'm, well, I'm only about Salah's bias. Yeah, Ronaldo had that problem as well. We all know about the Ruban this story fallout, where Van this story was pissed at this kid, like not passing to him because Van this this was like before we really considered like. Yeah, no, nah, but I, this is as I say, this is my opinion. I'd say Salah with the with the with the nearly three years at Liverpool. Okay, you, 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 I look past the Chelsea years because the Chelsea years you didn't really see him because Mourinho never or whoever the manager never really played him, and. I just you look at Salah's Liverpool career, so t- to this day, and it is he, he hasn't had he hasn't had that growing pain which some players did have when they joined the club, and that's why I'm gonna say I'm gonna start Omri, bench Salah, sell Ronaldo. But this is just because just because Ronaldo those two and a half three years that Salah's been at Liverpool have been 
great. And if Ronaldo and Messi didn't exist, you never know. He could have possibly won a Ballon d'Or at Liverpool already to this day. It's just because you've got two players like Ronaldo and Messi who are dominating the the football world over the past 10 years and they're literally unstoppable. So that that's just well, my argument personally. The, the the question is right. We always talk about that Madrid that Real Madrid final Champions Champions League, right? Which everyone always says like they lost that because Carrius was pouring goal and everything like that. I think enough enough is made of like if Salah's arm doesn't get fucked up, his shoulder like his shoulder don't get fucked up on that Ramos sort of like tackle thing. Yeah. Does he still bag in more goals? Do they? Do they kind of? You know? Does that counteract that? But that that's always going to be if the. If that's they, always, if they got the full strength attack. But that's always going to be debatable at the end. So let's move on. Move on to the next three, and you've either got Paul Scholes, Frank Lampard, or Steven Gerrard. Classic. And this Classic, is an, this uh, is another hard one because if you, as I said. I look at Lampard's career and what okay, you look at all all of them as players, right? And I don't really care what if they were attacking midfielder, they're midfielders, centre midfielders to me, right? And Lampard's goal record and assist record is unbelievable, so I'll have to start Lampard. And it's, yeah, it's going to be a, as I say, it's going to be a toss up between Gerrard and Skulls. Can I can I play devil's advocate with this though a little bit? Because even though I love him, gone. Skull's longevity compared to the other two, it, I don't think it had levels out because he just physically, I think, it almost feels with Skull's like he kind of just sort of sort of tempered off like a lot quicker than Gerard and like uh, Lampard. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and like Gerard kind of like was able to adapt his game towards the end of his career where he knew he couldn't sort of like, <coughs> he had to sit back a little bit, be a bit more of a holding midfielder in the later part of his sort of career. Mm. I don't know if like, mm. With Skulls, it almost felt he never was able to transition into like anything beyond that, like shot taking, like beautiful ball playing, like mm. sort of cam. And I just think it's one of them. Like if he had changed his game and like had he not, you know, there was another retire that you know retires comes back as if he run because he thought he could come back into the United team, and it was just like it don't taint his overall career, but it it definitely didn't end like. As well as nah, nah. That's why. That's why I'm gonna I'm gonna bench Gerard and sell Skulls. Really, as I say, I love Skulls personally. But this is it's just my opinion. In the end of the day, you look at Gerard and you think, okay, Gerard, right? E E K. Skulls has got all the trophies, but Gerard was so much as a was a bigger impact at, in that Liverpool team. Like, I'm looking at impact in the team. Skulls, great player, but it's the same as the Giggs argument. They didn't really impact the team like Gerard and Lampard did. But that's, yeah, as but I said, that's just my opinion, really. Skulls is a with fantastic Lamp- player. We, are we taking into consideration this whole thing of Lampard, though, like how his career ended as well? Because the, nah, the my guy, nah, I'm, I'm just looking at Lampard. We're looking at, we're looking at a straight-up peak, not like... This all, all uh, that uh, weird year at City and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, all, all the years at Liverpool, no, sorry, Liverpool, Chelsea. Like I, I always think that counteracts whatever. What you can do, whatever when you're older. Gerard fucked off to uh, fucking LA Galaxy and it didn't do much there. So to me, I, I don't really like the the positives of Je- of Lampard outweighs the negatives by a country mile. Yeah, 
So yeah, I think I think I look at like Lamp versatility. Also, to me, always kind of puts him above the, the other two. Like he could play anywhere in that midfield, and it felt like yeah. it was never yeah. This it's is, never like, all, the hindrance. All, all three of them can play anywhere in that midfield, in the centre midfield. All three of them. That's why they're so good. That's why these three are so good. And it's so it's just so hard to to say what we have to do, but. Well, no, no. Yes, it's, yes, it's so hard to decipher which one you want to put in. But as it is my opinion, I think Lampard just out of them three is the best centre midfielder. But yeah, not by Gerard, far. But yeah, Gerard was always like he was like that defining thing on that team as well, though. Where I think you you that's, think um, that's why that's why I because I don't, Lampard Gerard's never won a Premier League, and that's always to, in my mind that always. You look at him, you're like, okay, you've won, you won Champions League, yeah, but Skulls and Lampard have both. Skulls has won two, Lampard's won one Champions League, so yeah, Lampard's got more a better goal, goal, uh, goal record and assist record. Was was just an animal. So was Gerard, but Gerard. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that really defeats Skulls. I think is the fact that his longevity. You know, like in the uh, in where you hang around that team and like like late in the sort of um. In the two thousands, like that other like big prem winning sides. Yeah, nah. he won. He won. He won. Starting, <laughs> he was. He was like. He, he, he was. He was. He was. Not. Like, not all the time. Yeah, but like, yeah, but the he way was, he, he came up the bet, he became more like you know. It was the same with Giggs, man. They both kind of. They all kind of slowly tra- that era of guys. I think if you didn't, if you stuck around, I think the three we always think that stuck the longest. What Giggs, Skulls, Gary Neville. Yeah, they didn't. Gary, when when he knew he was done, he was done, and they that's what led to like you know having guys like Valencia and Raphael coming in to replace him. Well, Valencia was a Ronaldo replacement as such, but yeah, he moved back more into the right back. Not under, not under Fergie though. Fergie liked his right backs being a right back. Not well, I guess. Ra- well, yeah, Raphael and I'd say Raphael and even John O'Shea we whacked, we banged in there a few times. So, a few times, yeah. yeah. So I'd say that. But no, as I said, but as my argument with Gerard and Skulls is Gerard had so much more of an impact to that Liverpool team than Skulls did at Man United. So I think it's like him and Cara, like as far as consistently like yeah, staying like, on that team and like, not, like uh, the amount like, of revolving teams they were on. You had like good, they were on good. They were both on like really good Liverpool teams, hmm. and they were also on like some pretty mediocre Liverpool teams yeah. and I think what you can like not discredit them is that they were consistently high performing regardless of who was on that team with them you know they had like mm. like Alonso's and Torres's Suarez's these guys who all kind of came and went and they were always there and they always sort of performed to a good standard until they finally had to sort of yeah they had to sort of stop yeah no I agree so you you'll go you'll go in Lampard, I agree with you, Gerard I... and Skulls, yeah. Yeah, cool. I think I have to agree on that one. Cool, right? Hey, is... I have to. As I said, this one it is a good one. I like this one. This one's this one's a bit of a... not a chuckler, but this is a good one to think about, right? Whereas all three of these players not really they did have an impact in the Premier League, but they won't be. You won't be talking to them as legends, right? And it is right. They remember these are prime players. It is prime Peter Crouch, prime Andy Carroll, or prime Ricky Lambert. 
Start one, bench one, sell one. Wait, was that Andy Cole or Andy Carroll? Andy Carroll. Sorry. Carroll. Yeah. Okay, so this one. It's hard, isn't it? Oh, the fucked up thing is, right? As I say, I'm. I always like Lambert. Lambert was like, you know. Yeah. As far as like a sort of mid table. For, like, he's, he was, he's a good mid-table striker, you know what I mean? He was sort of, like, always reliable for, like... And, he, and you got to think, man, he was, like, everyone... You know, like, when Billy Sharp, he, he scored in every league, every, like, the three main leagues in uh, England now. He's, like, he scored in League One, scored championships, scored Prem, after he banged a goal in this year, yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. Amber, I think, was, like, the original guy to do that. <laughs> like, he scored yeah, League One, scored yeah. championships, scored Prem. Uh... Won a couple of golden boots, I think, in some of them as well. Yeah. And it's just, to me, like, he... The only thing that hurt him, really, was the fact that when he got the move back to Liverpool, because he was, like, a Liverpool academy player, it was one of them sort of journeyman kind of strikers, playing, like, all, all these different teams before he hit Southampton. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, he's, I don't think... He, I don't even know how many starts he even got, like... Because it weren't... He didn't have, like... You know, back should have been, like, oh, he's hit his peak. He's back at his, sort of boyhood club mm. it just never really worked out yeah nah cause I think I'm gonna if I had to okay if I had to do this alright right. I'm gonna get I'm gonna just I'll explain my reason afterwards okay start crouch yep I agree I'll start crouch bench Lambert sell Carol. no I agree I, I totally agree with you there the only thing that is right and Crouchy the... Crouchy was really decent at like. Well, Crou- in his you got you got you got to remember. I look at I look at Crouchy Crouchy. Okay, he was a tall, lank, gangly, lanky guy, right? Really good comedian and podcaster, by the way. But um, he's he 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 was he. You had to game plan around Crouchy, like you. It was it was because he was so big and he's so unique in I think his size. This is what people don't. Rem- don't think I think people don't. I think when people look at Crouchy like retroactively, they just think of his big, awkward, tall kind of centre forward who just were that like. Well, in his, in his, pro- you know, in his prime, give him. Give, I'll give Andy, um, not Andy Carroll, Peter Crouch the credit. He was a banging player. And, yeah. And, and even, yeah, even, yeah. even you could even choose his Tottenham, Tottenham days or his. Even his Stoke days were not too. Bad oh, I think his Stoke. He, he he's like the uh, one of them epitomes of that. That awkward, pulish Stoke team that just like they just do shit to like they just did shit differently to like mess up bigger teams, like mess up like clubs that because it was like you got like these like the, the setup itself. You how like I think even like most centre backs like a Van Dyke would have an issue like how the fuck do I defend against that? Like he's the six foot seven mm. like yeah. guy. If he's in the if he's in the goal, goal goalkeeping area, like the penalty area, like what the fuck do you do with that? Like he's gonna. He's yeah, gonna, a good touch. Yeah, he's gonna pounce it. Yeah, uh, Bench Lambert because I do think you could like a player like that. He he does. I think nowadays, even towards like the end of his career and even his prime, he would fit like a. He'd be an off the bench sub. He'd be like a striker you put on for like the last ten minutes of a game and think, ah, if we get him in there, he'll scrape a goal in. Like he, he in theory could play like that. I think really well. Yeah. Carol's, Carol's always a hard one to me because I remember when I watched Carol the first time he sort of hit Newcastle. And I think everyone thought, like, fuck me, that is a. But that was, you got to remember, that was in the championship days. He never, that's what, that's what, that's what, really, Carol's prime 
Okay, Lambert's prime was in the championship as well, and he sort of brought it over to the Premier League when he when it when Southampton got up that year, and he, I think he banged in a few goals this the season he got they got up and uh, who was the manager? Was it Poch or, or Nigel Atkins? One of them. But I always look at Carroll Carroll's prime, the best Andy Carroll we see in the chat. It was in the championship. He never really well, did well, it in the Premier League. I think he did like good for that Newcastle team, but what always I think bugs me as well is like if you look at how he Liverpool was meant to be the next big thing for him, right? And well, the issue that the issue that kind of happened, I think, was just that his injuries fucked him up, and he just never he never felt he was never committed enough to like really nah. re kind of like rebuild himself and make himself a better player. He was sort of like don't get me wrong, as far as natural talent, I think back in the day he was. He was a great natural talent, but it's just you can you, you almost feel it now when how like his career went like what he left Liverpool, yeah, sort of had went stuck West at West, and, he, and West Ham I don't think was ever like it weren't it weren't a great it, it was it weren't too bad. He started off really well. He 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 scored a few goals here and there. This is what I think Carroll does. He starts really well. And he has a few goals, and when here and, the, there. and it's almost like the motivation just declines like almost instantly, and he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. And he's back in Newcastle now on the bench, and I think he's he's just one of them. He's happy to like sit on he's the bench, happy dude, to take. Cool. Oh, he's happy to just make his money. I think I don't think he really gives a shit whether or not he's considered like the greatest football in the world or that. He's like mm. Mm, make money, but he gives a shit. Yeah, and right. I think he's like, um, he's up there for like as far as what I think Liverpool were, thought they were getting when they bought Andy Carroll. I just think it, they he, he flopped out pretty hard. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame, like when you. It's 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 a shame and it isn't because it's both like. Yeah, he could have been a great, like a really good Premier League player. But now I just think when you look at him, it's like. He'd be like the example you said to like young guys coming up now. Like, well, if you don't work hard and keep consistent, you'll just end up like that. Mm. You'll end up on like <laughs> Newcastle bench. Yeah, that's true. Right, shall we move on to? Yeah. Um. Right, I'm gonna these. These these three players are these. It's hard to say they're not in their prime no more. They've sort of took a decline in some sort of way, and they are Meta Özil, Mario Goetze, and Juan Mata. Um, these are three, I guess. Yeah. You don't even want to say senior players because I don't think no, it's senior players. Yeah, they're just experience. yeah they're they've 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 done they've been around for a long time and i'll start off start with mine yeah. yeah right um currently at the moment i'd say i'd start Urzil because with Urzil, with Urzil, I, I watch Urzil and if he's if he's in the right mood he can be great and it's a shame I've said that, but at some when Arteta got there, he was fantastic to begin with. He was a really good player. The Arsenal fans loved him and whatnot. And I'll have to bench Juan Mata um, because currently at the moment, before Bruno Fernandes was there, I was thinking, oh, is Arteta actually put Mata in the team because his size, he just didn't really impact a game as he used to do. And it's a shame, really. And the last choice is Mario Goetze. Another guy who's a shame. He really started his career off really, really well. And then 
went to Bayern Munich, scored the World Cup winning goal, which is an achievement itself, right? But after he's had, he had his illness and his, I think it was his muscular difficulty problems. Uh, he, he took uh, a, he took a decline really. Uh, uh, Mario Gertz. It's not like, it's not like a musk, musk, It is a muscle thing. But it's not yeah. like a, it's not like a typical muscle thing. It's like a weird. Yeah, it's, it's it's very it's a rare it's a rare. It's super rare. It's a ridiculous yeah, like if rare. you're a professional athlete, it's a ridiculous sort of um, illness to have mm-hmm. condition. Yeah, and the fact that he's still playing now it's almost it's a credit to him it's a credit to him as I say it's it's a credit to Mario Gertz he's still playing when people people say he's an underachiever right I don't get it because I'm like one he he started off yeah he started off flying and he was like a wonder kid scored a winning winner for like Germany in the World Cup and everything like that it's almost like people think because he didn't like people don't understand he is lucky to be playing like still at that level exactly I think Good on him for like being able to still play in like a major, like a top league, even if he's not necessarily starting all the time. And he's some, he's doing something. And I think it's like you can't discredit like his. It was like, oh, he didn't do as much as he should have. I'm like, Michael yeah. Owen didn't do as much as he should have. We don't, but he's still like, he was one of the greatest fucking players of an age and shit like that. It's just sometimes you do, you peak at different times. Yeah. yeah. His, his peak, his, yeah, definitely. And it's like, you know, Owen had a bad injury, it affected his game. Kind of tailed off real quickly. Hargreaves was the same. Another one I think of injury stopped to sort of like his career. And I think that's the same with Goats. When I look at Goats, it's like a he 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 did well with what he had and his what what happened. It could have gone it could have gone a lot worse. Let, let's be real. He's he's he's, he's a good player. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what you, what's your what's your take on this? Oh, see, it's fucking hard because even in his prime, I always have issues with like Ozil as a player. He's sort of just. I think I'm st- if I'm going prime, I'm starting. If I'm going prime, I'm starting goats. I think he was that good. Well, no, it's it's current on current form. Oh, current form. Yeah, going yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, if we're going current form. I'm saying Matt first. Right. Okay. Because at the end of the day, right, with Matt, he still. Has it in him at times, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and to me, he is the epitome now of like a good. He's like an FA Cup player, Carabao Cup player. Yeah. Him, yeah. Him and Matt, him and Matt at times, I think they ain't. It's like when people are like you should get rid of him. I'm like, I don't think you can get rid of him. I just don't mean you can rely on them to like win you Premier League football or Champions League football. They're they're good, solid, experienced players. It's almost like you know when these. When you, it's almost like the idea, right? You you stick out a a younger team for an FA Cup or anything like that. I'd be like, stick in uh, match and out with them because they got the experience to kind of temper any inexperience. Mm, okay. And I look at Matter as well. I think he's still the only thing that was ever really hurt Matter. I think is just his lack of legs. He he he's not got that sort of pace anymore to really go the full the full like. So yeah. I would temper, I would temper like starting matter on the grounds that like I think he can still do do a job. Mm. But then I wouldn't think he would start like every game. Nah, I. I agree. But no, or he wouldn't play a full ninety. You'd have to mm. eventually think nah. like, all right, maybe yeah. after give him sixty, seventy minutes, bring on my, my impacts up. Sick. Yep. Okay. Uh, <sighs> this one, I say on my bench. 
Oh, I oh, fucking hate to say it because I really don't like his. Ozil. <laughs> Ozil. Because yeah. with Ozil, right, it's genuinely a situation of... If you can be fucked. <laughs> this is the problem. I don't think... This is why it's between... Because at least Goat, I think, does have that want to still... Goethe. Goethe. <laughs> Go, Goethe still has that, like... That want to... Yeah, no, I, I, I've always been... Right. I'm still a massive fan of Mario Goat, so I love... I just look at, And this is the thing, I think with Ozil, it's this year, he's fucking, like, off... He off just doesn't want to be there most of the time. He's... He's... And you talk about the um, looking good under Arteta. I just think that's, like... He does this from but, time. He always does but, this, though. He'll look good. But as I say... He'll look motivated for the first two or three games. And then after that, it's like... He goes missing for the rest of the. Yeah, but the, but I look, I but I look, I look, I look at, I look at what I look at is when Mario, when well not Mario Goethe, if Meta Urzu is on point, right? Meta Urzu is, as I say, matter, matter. Sometimes I just don't see matter in games. Uh, I don't at the moment, currently at the moment this season. I haven't really seen matter at all. <laughs> You can't use that as an excuse, though. I don't think because Ozil was the exact same. Yeah, yeah, this- yeah. But yeah, but like you see what you see. Ozil produces like what five or six good, really good games. Yeah, but Matt will still get. Yeah, but not, but not, there. but not, but it's goals. Ozil, you look at Ozil, and I've looked at Ozil. Right, the games I've watched him when he's performed on his day is. This is why he he was considered one of the best midfielders in the world. But the thing sure. the, the thing the, the thing is with Matt, I don't see that that start, sort of productivity that uh, Ozil gave him. And you you look the times when Man United needed a, a, a cam, you put Matter in there and he didn't do much, and he ju- he was just he was lost. He was lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, where are you going to put him? He's got no place to put him on the wing. He's a cam. He's he's a creator. He he he, he dishes the ball out, and that's why I that's why I think Özil. It, but this is my opinion, right? This, as I say, it, it's all down to yeah, opinion. Well, actually, um, yeah. But no, I do accept your opinion. Really. Are you forgetting that LASK goal? <laughs> that important first goal, for fuck's sake. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, I, I Agala scored, scored the first goal, didn't he? LASK. Third. He scored the third matter. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's, it's against LSA. Ever yeah, last, last. This is what I mean. I, I think if we're talking at the levels and stuff like that in current form, I'm looking at all three of these as squad players. They ain't starting. Yeah, no, that's really, exactly. Really, this really. is what this is why it's hard to one to do. Someone, well, if I had to start someone, I'm still starting Matt because I think he's got more of a ethic okay. of work and. No, I, 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 I just think it's Ozil. No, I'm going to swap it. I'm saying Goetz... Well, you start Mario Goetz. No, Matt starting, Goetz bench, sell Ozil. Because I think on current Ooh. form, if we're, look, if okay. we're looking on current current form, yeah, you don't do it. And what the shame with that, that current Arsenal team is, they ain't got creative, creative bone. I just but, don't think he's... But Mario Goetz, Mario Goetz has been in that Dortmund team ever since he came back from Bayern Munich and still hasn't made an impact into the team. And this season, you've got okay. He's got he's got a long way to, long way to fight up that food chain now. When you've got Harlot, when you've got oh, you got you got Royce, not yeah, Royce, uh, Sancho, um, Brand and Hazard. Where are you going to put Mario Goethe? He doesn't start many games. You stick him as a striker, which he's not a striker. 
So no, as I say, it's, it's down. It's it's it's, it's to your it's your opinion, but we'll I'm gonna I'm gonna play an opinion on this though, right? While I'm looking at it, right? All three of them, they are cup level players, squad players. They are there like for your lesser. Yeah. I don't want to say like. And my issue with Ozil is right. He wouldn't be starting all the time in that Arsenal team. The, the, the issue is just that Arsenal team. If they, if they had, him. as I say, if they had a better player, then he wouldn't start. I, I totally agree. Let with me you. tell you this now, right? If Arteta Scott, Scott signs a better Cam in the summer, I don't see Ozil getting games like next season. I don't even see him, see him being around that team because it's like. He's for it's it's just one of them, right? He just for every. Every flash of good, like it's it's more frustration than anything. It's like for every flash of like quality, it's not like I'm impressed. I'm I'm just more annoyed because I'm thinking he could do. He used to do that in mm. and out all the time, and he just doesn't yeah. anymore. Mm. And it's it's like you, I, they wouldn't be starting him if he if there was other options in that team. But it's like who else do they have in that midfield to really? Yeah, uh, uh, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have another creative midfielder, really. Yeah, no. As I say, it's your opinion. In the end of the day, um, should we move on because we're getting stuck on them players? Yeah, on. Right. Um, this is another really good one. These are like, well, I consider, well, in the Premier League's best CDMs, and it's a weird one because one person. Yeah, played for no one person played for both clubs. The other two players mm-hmm. played for, and the player I am gonna is the player that invented pretty much invented the 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 role is Claude Makélélé. Yeah. The other player is Ningolo Kanté, who is of Chelsea, and Wilfred Ndidi, who is from Liverpool and Nigeria. And this is a very hard one because. You gotta take him Makalele isn't playing no more. Yeah. And you just got it's, it's a hard one because Well if we are we looking at this this one would be yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So prime. So yeah. Sort of. But I I I'll start do you so want you me said, to start uh, off? Or? I do wanna point out you said um you said Liverpool for indeed is Leicester. <laughs> oh, did I? Oh yeah, Leicester, yeah, sorry, Leicester. I do apologise, Leicester. So I'll let you start if you want. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Right, I it's it is so this is tricky, right? But I'm gonna go with Kante. Perfect. I'm choosing Kante. Is you look at the Leicester Leicester team that won it, and Leicester was so good when they had Kante. It was mm. absolutely unstoppable. And this is where Kante become Kante. Like no one knew who Kante was prior to that season, and it's incredible. No one knew who he was, and now. He goes from Leicester to Chelsea, and Chelsea totally change under Conte. I know it's Conte's management that probably had an impact with to it because Conte is a very good manager. But Kante, Kante won PFA Player of the Year, which, if I'm right in saying, none of these players have won PFA Player of the Year for a centre defensive uh, midfielder no, to. To the centre defensive midfielder who has won a Player of the Year and has won two Premier League titles in a row, then goes to win a World Cup with his country, then goes to win a Europa. I know it's Europa, but it's still a trophy. It's it's class really. And then I'm gonna have to bench Makélélé because well, Makélélé invented the role pretty much, and Makélélé is a beast, man. Makélélé yeah. was so good for Chelsea under Jose Mourinho and. 
it goes to show how good he was if you get a, a role invent named after you. And sadly, it's I, I, I hate to sell Ndidi because Ndidi's a fantastic player, but he hasn't got the, the CV as Makaleli and Kante do. So they're my answers, short and sweet. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? I was saying, yeah, N'Golo Kante to start. Mm-hmm. Maybe because even though we look at like him as a really good CDM, I think there is... There is other aspects more, of his game. He he, he, box, he, can, he has done the box-to-box thing like well under, before. like, And I think under um, him at Chelsea... Well, I think about Chelsea team, like people always looked at like him and Matic, where like they weren't they weren't the same pairing. Yeah, when but you Matic know what I mean. Left. That's the thing. Well, I think well, I think what it was right. Everyone kind of realised. I think for a long time the thought was they were both just as good as each other, and I think Matic started well, you know, but then he kind of teetered off at times for a little bit, like he kind of got played to death, and they realised, oh, Kante did a lot to sort of. Cover, yeah, that's cover that, yeah, to I think, yeah, hide uh, the weaknesses away, really. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I think that's like most good, like midfield pairings and defensive pairings, like, yeah. like and even back in the day, like when you had like two strikers, like, one does one thing really well, the other does the other thing really well, and then you just sort of accommodate for like strengths and weaknesses, yeah. Who's your bench? Bench. bench? Yeah, I gotta say Makaleli, man. Yeah, yeah. No, as you say, it's, it's opinion, but yeah, Makaleli, it's hard playmaker. to not. He was yeah. a playmaker as well, well he, man. He, he started off his career, he started off his career on the right wing, but then his his true position was to centre defensive midfielder. He just he, he was incredible yeah. back in the day. Well, I think even as a defensive midfielder, we sort of tend to look at them like as a third, like an, an extra option to the to the defence, and sort of sitting deep can kind of, like, play a bit of a holding role. With him, I always sort of see it as well, though. He could sort of... Re- he read the game well. Yeah. It dictates it. Yeah. And it's, like... I always think with, like, CDM... Because I think CDM, we always sort of, like, undermine what their... Their sort of... Uh, their uh, contribution to the game is mm. compared to a box-to-box player or a, or a cam. And with him, it just never felt like he was just fit in a role as like you sit like you know like if you look at like some CDMs like you stand there and you make sure you know you just back up a defence or whatever and stuff like that like with him it was like he was he was reading the game and like able to sort of dictate who's going who's going to do what and you can sort of change I think that's like that's a really that's when you know a really good sort of holding CDM sort of player someone who if they're, if they're sitting deep they ain't just sitting deep for the sake of it. They off. They're reading what the forwards, what the other like opposition midfield's going to do. So mm. definitely Makaleli is my bench. Indeed, I, I, like I think I think with yeah, you just yeah, that's how I'd look at. It. And then with Ndidi, Ndidi's good. Don't get me wrong. I think that Leicester no, team's fucking, really good. He's really good. Player, Leicester, but you, you, you were saying it. Leicester were like. Not having him in that midfield has been it. It, 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 sh- it shows their weaknesses and their flaws. But Mac, but as you say, these these other two, Kante is going to be a legend. Makaleli is a legend, so it's hard to put Ndidi there. Well, but if if, well, if this is what I'm going to say to you because Ndidi, right? He's only like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Have, have we seen the best of Ndidi yet? Because we're talking about prime. It's uh, prime. I we think, might, we uh, might we might not have even hit his prime, man. He yeah. Could still... Well, I think I think if Ndidi moved to a better club, 
then if they win more, then it it, it could be changed. But it, it's hard to put out Kante and Makaleli because they've won so much. And Kante, I think it's, it's a it's a weird one with Indeedy where I think in that Leicester midfield, everyone's looking at Madison. They're looking like Madison and Tillemans. Yeah. Tillemans is still there. They're there, and I think he's an underrated player. But yeah, I, no. I, think, I think with I mean at least in in terms of who people want to buy in that midfield, they all look at yeah. Madison yeah. because it's like he, he's the creative. He's like you know creative sort of. He's the creative force in that midfield. He's young English, which I think you know, regardless of people saying it doesn't affect the game, it does. They always love a young English sort of player affecting like getting them but I think with him it's like there are a lot of teams that could use another good defensive midfielder but what, what this is like for Fernandinho is yeah. great right yeah yeah he's getting on yeah and I'm thinking you know who do you replace for, with Fernandinho I know he's not even playing in You've that midfield Rodri. right now they bought Rodri for that job really but I don't yeah. see I don't see indeed I, I, I don't see indeed you going to a city I see him oh, God. No, I, 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 even, I, I even think I even think if Real Madrid can't get Kante I think the next best option is Wilfred Ndidi for yeah. Real Madrid so. there's a lot of teams now I think have to they're, they're in that weird I was only using Fernandinho as an example I wasn't saying he'd go yeah, to no, see no, but no, 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 no. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of I teams do, I do know what you mean that are gonna need to look, they're going to need to look at replacing their um their CDMs, their holding sort of yeah. field role. Yeah. And he's sort of, he's one of them. I think, you know, you could, you could just get him and like he would mm. fit into a lot of different teams and a lot of different systems really well. Yeah. Even that, uh, that Liverpool team, because Fabinho has been shaky with injury and stuff like that. And I don't think he's looked great since coming back. Yeah. But Henderson's still in that role where you're going to put in, and then you, Naby Keita, was supposed to be that CDM sort of Kante type uh, role. Kran worked out. Yeah. I just think it's, it's a situation. Well, I don't even see Hendo really as a straight up CDM either for me. Well, like he does so many, many different things in that midfield. Right. Okay. Let's move on because, as I say, that went on for yeah. a bit too long again. Right. This one is. I personally think this is the trickiest one because I've roomed and mild about it a fair few times. It's Terry Vidic and Campbell. Sol Campbell, Amanda Vidic, John Terry, or Sol Campbell, and I look at v- oh, v- as I said, I'm not as I said, I'm not trying to be biased here, but it's it was always going to be a toss up between Terry and Vidic for like I look at their overall career, really. Sol Campbell, I'm not going to discredit Sol Campbell at all here because Sol Campbell is an invincible, which. Yeah, none of these people are an invincible. But did did Sol Campbell ever do? Is that that's the best you saw of Sol Campbell, right? I know you can't say it's a one hit wonder, but what Terry had an impact on the English game, so did Vidic. It was undeniable, right? But I'm going to choose John Terry, and this is why Vidic mainly played with Ferdinand, right? John Terry played with so many other centre-backs throughout his career in Chelsea and still won loads. Vidic only played for one manager. Terry played for loads of managers because it's Chelsea in the end of the day. So, Terry... Terry is one of mine. It's my start. Vidic, my bench. And Sol Campbell, I'm selling. 
right? It's, it, it, it was so hard to actually put a Chelsea player above a Man United player. But I haven't actually picked no Man United players I'd like to start. But um, I think I'm similar in agreement, except I'd switch. Oh, see, this is hard because that Arsenal team, you got to think, man, not losing any. Not losing any fucking games is pretty, pretty wild. Like, mm. just the idea that they um, that they were that consistent as a back, sort of as a back four for that long is, is is fucking wild to me. Yeah. Uh, what Ashley Cole, Colo Torre, <laughs> Lauren and Lauren and Sol Campbell is yeah, like. That it's, is as I said, it's it's great and all that, but you compare Vidic and Terry, Vidic. Won, I think he was five Premier League titles. So did Terry. Sol Campbell won, what two, three? Yeah, true. true. And, and Sol Campbell was better under Wenger. Then he went and Vidic only really played for my manager. Terry stayed consistent in that Chelsea side for from years and years and years. And well, he, well, that was the only thing I was going to say. He sort of puts Terry above both of them, in my opinion. Was he that played that, more that longevity? And the more more managers and won it with so many different teams and with so many it's different like centre back partnerships. It's like him, him and Frank are like it's what I said earlier about um the Gerard and uh, Carroll. Like there's two two lads who have survived how many rotations in players and how many different managers coming into that. <laughs> Into that side, yeah. And, uh, and arguably they're better. And arguably they're better because they won more. Just that's it. At the end of the day, exactly. they, they won together. more. They won. You got to remember. They are. Carragher, they're like Carragher, Gerard but... never won Premier Leagues. Yeah. And that's that. But that, as I say, that I'm only basing it on my opinion. And my opinion was Terry was over his career at Chelsea. And you look at Vidic's career at Man United. You look at Sol Campbell's career at Tottenham, and then his career at Arsenal. Terry, as I say, I like a lot. I, I like Terry's plan. I'm not a great fan of his personality, really. But dick. <laughs> but, but I'm not saying a dick. But I just, uh, it's, as I say, Terry. Terry for his playing days was great. Fantastic player. The only thing that really like defines this to me, it goes down to like yeah, the longevity is really important. But Vidic as a defender. It's, it depends what you like as, the, as I think as in, in a centre in a centre back. Yeah, but, but Rio one Ferdinand, on one. Yeah, but one on one. But Rio Ferdinand, you got to remember, Rio Ferdinand was a re, there was a solid partnership, and it would have been hard to see them two play with different partnerships. Really, in the end of the day, that's well, what that, I'm just saying. They they were both really good. Yeah, I think exa- they exactly. covered for like a lot of the, a, a lot, lot of, of each other's were, errors think, in that. Well, not even their errors. I think they made other people who, retroactively, we thought were fine centre-backs. It turned out that you needed either a Ferdinand or a Vidic to kind of yeah. make up for like... So, you know, I think even like uh, Johnny Evans, Smalling Jones, they all got away with like... Johnny Evans is a different one because I think he still does okay. But I think even Smalling and Jones, a lot of the things that we thought... We think of them... What we think of them now and their mistakes and stuff... If it weren't for Vidic and Ferdinand, like whoever they played with, exactly. covering a lot of their, so I mean, Vidic I think does get underrated for our like, nah, our, nah, our, I, his mentality. Yeah, I, think does... nah, I, 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 I do agree with you there, right? I do. Vidic is for his mentality is fantastic, right? 
and him and Van Dyke, they had great seasons. Yeah, I, I I can't really pick 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 which one I'd rather have. But... I think I'd say if I had to say as far as yeah, no, that's probably another topic for another oh, yeah. day. That would be another because we... I'd have to go Terry, oh, yeah. Terry Vinich, Campbell. But Vinic and Terry is literally a toss-up thing. It, it, it is. It's so hard. As I said, I oomed and ahed about it for a while. I thought about well, it this I, morning, last I, night. I, I, I'd still, even now, even if I say it, I prefer Vinic, Vinic's style as a, centre, as a centre-back. But Terry, I do think it's more of a... It's more what you need to win. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. To be consistent. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. That's about it. That's it, really. Yeah. So we both agree, Terry, Vidic, and Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's as as I say, it's always going to be a toss up. But that's oh, fucking horrible. To pick it, that. It, as I said, it's uh, no, it, it, I, I was trying to break them down. I was trying to look at opposites between each other. What what one stood out the most? And with Terry working under different managers, different different players around him, it's uh, uh, it's. It's hard to discredit what he's done, and he was a fantastic centre back for England and for Chelsea. Yeah. So we'll move on, and this one surprisingly is quite interesting. Uh, it's between three England goalkeepers, and the third choice is <clears throat> we personally feel, and um, our friends agree that this should be the third choice England keeper. We think right. Is right. The key goalkeepers are Dean Henderson, which everyone knows. Dean Henderson is United only be... playing for Sheffield yeah, United. He, he is. He is. He is in the consideration for England number one. Nick Pope, Burnley in England, another consideration. For... Second goalkeeper. Oh, he's, he's been the second choice goalkeeper for what? For a few years now, I think as World Cup. Yeah, yeah. He's always sort of just. Um, he's consistently been second choice. Yeah. And Ben Foster, the third choice, which surprisingly, if you look at Ben Foster, Ben Foster, out of all the English keepers in the Premier League, Ben Foster is up with them three. And this is another hard one, really, because it's hard because I, I, I don't, I don't get me, don't, don't get me wrong. Pope and Henderson are on the same par, right? And Foster, Foster's not far behind, but I'd have to sell Foster because you look at these two goalkeepers and they've been they've been fantastic all season. Not Foster, Foster's been fantastic as well. I'm not going to poo-poo Foster's credit and he he should if he weren't retired, he should be England's first choice keeper. Right? But I'm have to go for Dane, Dean Henderson, I'm going to start a Nick Pope bench. Purely, I like. I just. Look, I look at Sheffield United. And I look. All right, they got a great system, right? But their goalkeeper is outstanding. Dean Henderson's been outstanding all year. One little fuck up, that was their Liverpool game. But he, he moved on from the fuck up, and he's become a better keeper, more confident. Nick Pope. Nick Pope is a fantastic keeper. Don't he's solid, mate. Don't get I think me it's wrong. A, what, what differentiates him to me from a lot of other goalkeepers? And even like if we were comparing other English goalkeepers, it's more to me. It's his, it's just his overall like his like calmness. 
Like, even when he, he was sort of taking, like, you know, the penalty against Aguero, like, he didn't look phased by it. And even, like, when there is mistakes and it gets a bit confusing, like, in the back of, like, in the at the back for Burnley, mm. you never, like... You compare it to, like, Pickford. Pickford, I think, always sort of, like, gets a bit too, like... Cocky, overconfident. Yeah, he's always like, calm, yeah. calm down, calm down, yeah. And I'm always thinking with Pope, it's never, like, he's... He's it's never, smooth. like, doing that. Pope's he kind smooth, of just sort of lets, he lets everyone kind of just... Rip, let's all... He's like he's, he's like Zen, mate. He's like let's all just fucking recollect. Drive us again. As I said, it, it, it's it's all it's, I I I look at Dean Henderson's seasons better than not just better than Nick Pope. I just think it's just a tad better than Nick Pope because where they are in the league. I think it's just that better defense as well, though. That helps a lot. They have a much better defense. Well, Burnley just sit uh, back and do uh, fuck all half the time. They say hook yeah. the ball upfield and. Let the, let the strikers do the work, but as I say, no Nick Pope, good keeper. I, I, it, it's a toss up between them two, really. If I'm um, doing it. I'd sell Foster still, yeah, because I think it's just that thing of like, um, yeah, it's, it's like these two. These two a, are a shadow of a doubt better than Foster. Not 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 not, not by much. Or by tons, but not by tons, but. These two are like the the Messi and Ronaldo. I it's think a bad example, but it, where else of it? It's very much like it's two lads who they're still like for their age, the amount of promise. Foster's thirty seven now or something like that. He's not yeah, really gonna. Great, you're not gonna really see. Great keeper. You're not gonna see a shit, yeah, he's a great keeper. You're not gonna see like a shit ton more to his overall. To his overall, like um, to like a developer game I'd, uh, I'd I'm benching Hendo like Dean Henderson I'm on the grounds it's just it's, the fact I think he needs a little bit more seasoning yeah no, I mean that like he's not with Pope I just generally think like what he's he's consistent he's, I, I'm changing mine I'm cha- I, I, I agree with you now I, I think I, about you it you think about Pope right it's just a situation where it's like he's been what, consistent I think well, that's why I think Pickford has been picked like over like he's always been he's, he's a He's got that right mix of. Boys, I always thought Pickford got picked from over like most of the other goalkeepers was just because he was. He had that bit. He had a bit more seniority, and he was just like he's playing yeah, for a lot, better yeah. team. Yeah, and now with but with Pope, I genuinely just think it's a shining point of the fact that he's on a very, modest, like very average team, modest team, yeah. And it's like you watch him, and you feel like it's not. He's a as player. as he, he you know his his hand his hands are solid. There's no mm. punching out balls or like awkward like playing out with your feet shit that gets you in trouble all the time. He's just like a yeah. He's he, and he's, it's, it's it's a calmness. It's a mentality thing. I've seen him. You know, you watch like to watch. I know a great like City's penalty record ain't been great, but he's still taking on like Sergio Aguero taking a penalty at you and he saves it. It's like that. That's like a level of. You know, I mean, how many people would say like, "Oi, I can do that nah. at, at, in, a, in a high level." Yeah, that that's why I've changed my decision because yeah, I so thought about it. Pope, yeah, Pope start, head no bench, and Foster selling. Just yeah, and it's, so it is. We're we're talking fine margins here. Yeah, no, I have. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet and I'm gonna change mine. Um, just because I, I thought about it. What you've just said changed my opinion, really. That, as I said, it's always going to be a toss between them two. But 
looking back on it, Pope's been very consistent for, for, for this is the third season now. And yeah. Henderson has been a one season wonder, really. And who knows what happens next season. So, as I said, I'm, I'm going to look at the longevity that Pope has had being consistent. Foster's been very consistent for the past, ever since he's been at Watford, really. But Pope... You know what I think it says a lot about him as well, right, with Pope? Mm. He's not... The other a... backup keeper on that fucking... Um... On Burnley's team was fucking Joe, Joe Hart. Hart. Yeah, he's, he's, Joe he's... Hart, I think people forget he was a good keeper. Like he wasn't. No, like... saying that. No, Nick. Po- no, Nick Pope never played last season. So yeah, he was injured, and you can tell the, how bad Burnley were when he's injured. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, yeah Pope, exactly. Pope, Pope's coming in again, and it's almost like even though you have like you already have a guy who's won the Premier, and you're fucking. It might not be. It might not be like the same because of age and form and that, but. You have a solid backup keeper in Joe Hart, guy who's done it at a level, and it's still just like you watch Pope and you just think, nice. <laughs> you can't, you can't deny that. Nah, nah. You cannot deny like what he brings to that team and that like level of I've, I, that I, level of professionalism for like a guy who's twenty eight, I think. Yeah, he's underrated, man. Nick Pope, he's underrated. Right. So we both agree, Pope Henderson Foster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. that's how I do it. Right, this is the last one we have got. And thank you to our friends, Ollie Berry, Kamal. Well, how do you spell Kamal? Uh, how do you say Kamal's surname? <laughs> no, I, I don't want to get um, it wrong. Oh, Kamal, uh, Kamal Ja. We'll call him Kamal yeah. Ja. Ryan White, and that's it. Yeah, thank Brad, you. Brad, I don't know oh, if I'm Brad up. get involved. Uh, if you did, Brad, thank you. We appreciate your input. Um... But yeah, this is our last one, and this is the in- is interesting, right? This is the best super sub: start one, bench one, sell one, right? And we've got some good candidates on this list, right? Start off with former Tottenham, Sunderland. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go through all of the teams. Uh, currently at Rangers, Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. Our next on the list, a former Arsenal. And current Chelsea player, Olivier Giroud. And we've got our first manager on the list. Well, yeah, proper manager. Sol Campbell's at South End. He's doing a great job there. But... Oh, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Lamp- Gerard's oh, a ranger. Geez, geez, yeah, no, no. We've got a few. Yeah, we've got a few managers, right. Oh, I totally forgot about Lampard and Chelsea, to be honest. Right. And, I forgot about Gerard and Rangers until yeah. you brought up our uh, <laughs> Defoe, yeah. Uh, right. And um, our last my last uh, candidate is one Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Right. Do you want to... I'll let you start this off, really. All right. Uh, I'm going to attempt this on... With Oli. You're going to start Oli, that's the thing. No, 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 because... See the, the fucked up thing about Giroud is right. He's he's he's, he's, he's a super a, sub. He's a decent superstar, I have to admit. But he's a, he is a yeah, starting level you striker. Where you, you at, though, right? <laughs> he was not the France's like. He was France's main striker exactly. when they won that World Cup. Exactly, exactly. And look, this was and this was everywhere. Like, sorry, weren't even putting him in the fucking team, let alone on the bench. It was like he was yeah. like, "That's great." I don't. I'm just thinking, what what's what's going on? You, you have like. Charlie. Sally smokes ten cigarettes a day. 
sorry hates French people because I couldn't. That's the only reason I can. I can't, I can't understand how oh, do you not you play. You had Kante in the team. Well, you, you can't. You can't not put Kante in the team. It's yeah, especially. Well, that. I think with Giroud, it's it's a situation like he he had something different to that team. Yeah. Tammy's injuries have kind of been catching up here and there because he's just like been playing. Yeah. They've had to play Steph. There's no other option. Okay. okay. And that's why he is. Yeah, but we're looking at super subs. Not... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think with I think with that Chelsea team, he he is still consistent enough to bring like something to that team. And I think there was like that argument of, like, do they try and move him on in January and stuff like that? And I just thought, how can you fucking move him on when you have no other options on your on your bench? Well, he's, he's done he, really well. They could have got supplying like a. Well, if he left for free, if he le- you got to remember, if Giroud left for free, they wouldn't get. If they if they left if he left in the summer if he didn't sign a contract he would have left for free if they can make a bit of buck for Giroud then might as well but now he signed a contract so Chelsea have got him for another season but if I'm, stu- if I'm doing it and again this is like I'm probably gonna say oh it's like because you forget how good the foe was mate yeah, like, yeah. Um, saying. Oh, jeez. Mine's going to be controversial. Giroud first. Yeah. Because I still think he can do it at yeah. a level. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay, carry on. And even, and even at his age, as a sub, he's probably what you want as far as, like, mm. someone who comes... It's like, you know, if you, like, someone gives away a set piece, all good, bring on Giroud now, good in the air, gets you a goal from an editor, and it's like, that could win you a game. There's a different level. I'm benching Ollie, ironically. Right, okay. Because with Oli, for me, it was always a situation where he was clearly like he defined to me for a long time what a super sub was. Like he never, you know, him and Sheringham were like never, it never died really. <laughs> it was always Cole and York, and then even when he, for as long as he stuck around, he never really like, uh, you know, he never really got he never really got the mad opportunities to start and sort of um, cement himself as a starting starting player. Mm. But uh, yeah, you, you, you gotta give him the credit for the, the, the treble winning goal. Yeah. So, uh-huh. probably gonna say yeah, Ben Chiolli because I do think there is there was always something of a good impact player, but I don't think he'd ever really put him on the same level of like. Because I think yeah, I think if we're looking at like how super subs go, I don't, I do think there's something of like. The potential to start and not having the potential to start. Giroud has that potential to be a starting yeah, player. But, but we just Probably base him on super subs. That's the thing. It's yeah, a super oh. sub. Do you, okay, oh. if it, if all right, I'm going to put it to you this right. If you've got, if you're you're losing a game, well, if you're losing the game two one, or you're you're drawing the game and you need a goal, you need to bring on one player to have a goal. Who would it be? That's where you'd start. It's just basically going who you go first, right? As I say, my it, I I've already made it easy. I've already, as I said, I've written it down. I've made yeah, it. Right, it's easy. I'm going to say Solskjaer number one. Solskjaer, I'm just I've looked up a stat: twenty-eight goals off the bench during his time at Man United. That That's is true. Twenty-eight yeah. goals off the bench, right? Sometimes you're off the bench at what? It's with, with what fifteen minutes left in the game, twenty minutes, etc. Right? He scored one of the most, well, one of the most incredible, not incredible, but one of the most iconic goals you'd ever see. And all credit to Solskjaer, he is probably by far 
a lot of people would say Solskjaer is, this is people's opinions, but they'll probably say Solskjaer is the best super sub ever. It's, I think when you say super sub, he kind of is the first he name is, that really He is the in, one that pops into in your head. Of a modern yeah, era. yeah. Got a point there. And as I said, uh, <laughs> sure. we're only we're I'm out with, we're only basing them on super subs. Not if they could start. I'd say Solskjaer would be the one. I'd say if it could start. No disregarding Solskjaer's starting skills, but Giroud and Defoe are much better strikers than Solskjaer was. But Solskjaer, as an impact sub, I wouldn't want no other person other than Solskjaer. Defoe, because Defoe again, Defoe has got. An incredible record coming on. I've literally got... He has scored... For England, he's scored so many goals for England coming off the bench, I think. Yeah. Two, few, how many here? I've got right I can't remember what international I'm thinking of, but I do remember him like vague, like yeah. winning been, a few games, I think, just based off coming on the bench and like... For club and, for club and country, it's, 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 it's fantastic. Or well, even Rangers. I know. I know. We joke about the Scottish Prem being a bit of a. It's a much like the dec- you can not, see the decline in talent there compared to the Prem. I think what thirty-seven appearances and he's got twenty-one goals. And yeah. a lot of them were off the bench. Like he didn't like start. Yeah, he, no. he's still very much like a second. He's yeah. still very much like a backup striker to Morelos over there. So he yeah. still does it at like a level. Exactly. But the thing. But the thing is, I'll, Defoe. It is, as I said, it's hard. It's the foe is a great, is a fantastic super sub, but sometimes it's it's just hard not to put Solskjaer. I know people say, "Well, Solskjaer's only got one iconic moment." It's my opinion in the end of the day, so whatever, I don't care. And Giroud is a, a Giroud. Don't get me wrong, Giroud is a really good super sub as it is now. So I'd like to pick Giroud, Giroud benching, but. Defoe and Solskjaer are much better super subs. You know, I'm going to I'm going to agree with you on how you done it, mate. I think it would be different if we looked at it as like if it would be starting. Uh, yeah. if, if, if we looked at career strikers, it's it'd a very be, different. Be, it, I'd re- you'd reverse it. You'd start as, it, as, in, as impact off the bench. It's definitely that route. I think. Yeah, of, it's it's yeah. So. It, it almost makes you wonder what would happen if Oli started more. Like, would it be the same uh, discussion? It, like, yeah, but, you never. It was never really got given that kind of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was always someone but with, ahead of him. You got to remember, twenty-eight goals in the Premier League coming off the bench. I know it's. Not, I know it's a. It doesn't sound a lot, but you got to got to put in consideration. Sometimes he's off the bench for about what five minutes in just the. As I say, it, it's five minutes of injury time. He probably doesn't score, but it's just five minutes him coming on, and when he does come on and scores. It, as I say, it's it's down to people's opinions. As I say, it's not it's not what we what we're telling you. It's law. These are the these are the players you pick. It's just a matter of opinion, and we'd thought we'd just spice it up, giving more of our opinions, really. But yeah, no. Have you got any anything else to say? Um, yeah, uh, I've been thinking a little bit about what I said about that Ozil, um, that yeah. Ozil one. I'm yeah. just still trying to think. What the, uh, I'm still up in the air about that because I just think, yeah, it's weird. It, it, it's a, it was a hard one to pick. I remember Kamal giving it to us, and yeah, it's it's a good one to do, but it's really hard to like decipher which one you'd like to start and which one you'd like to bench. And yeah, I think it's really, hard when you it's hard when you look at people whose forms have kind of dipped over the past, dipped yeah. so much. Yeah. Even for all three of us, to be honest, and I still have a 
Oh, no. Yeah, but I think overall it's a good topic. There might be some more to think of. Hopefully we'll get a few more to do, maybe do this in the future. Like maybe more. I, uh, I'm trying to think of some extra ones and that, like up today, and I just couldn't think of off the top of my head. But it's probably the centre-back one was interesting because I feel there's, yeah. other, there's other different things with that centre-back one that I think if you change... If you look, as you said, if you, if you looked at their best seasons, right, if you compare the, their best seasons, it it would be so much different, really, because I'd have... Centre-back really, uh, centre pairings would be a good one, if we did look at two... Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be fantastic, but that could be another discussion for another day. Um, yeah. As always, Charlie, it's been a pleasure working with you today recording this podcast on this fine sunday evening in lockdown still and for the viewers the people who have been listening thank you very much for listening to the podcast um things are starting to get back to normal in the world especially in the uk well england start things are starting to move on but with the podcast me and charlie have agreed we're going to try and do two a week to keep finger rolling as we've just uploaded our new podcast the weekly roundup hosted by charlie charlie would normally do the weekly roundup and i'd normally do the fantasy stuff there will be a weekly roundup uh at some point this week i'm just sort of looking through like i guess the three the three the three coolest things to talk about yeah but i will probably try and do that for a wednesday or a thursday something like that yeah but from us on left from left back on the bench podcast thank you very much for listening and stay safe and have a good day goodbye